Hey there, this is Brian. I'm the host of the Engaging Missions show. If you've found this show for the first time, I did want to take a second to let you know that this show is not currently in production. You're certainly welcome to check out all of the archives, but we don't have new episodes coming out at the moment. However, I did want to take a second to highlight one of the sponsors that sponsored the show a while ago. They're not currently sponsoring the show, but if you're looking for a place to invest in the kingdom, I'd recommend checking out Mega Voice Audio Bibles. You can find them at megavoice.com, or you'll find a link in the show notes. And I would encourage you to just check that out and see if maybe that's a fit for your giving. There's no compensation here or anything like that. I just wanted to highlight them. And with that, I'll get you back into the regular program. You're listening to the Engaging Missions Radio Show, Episode 23, with Jordan Boom. Welcome to the Engaging Missions Radio Show. If you care about missions, this is the place for you. Whether you're actively involved in ministry and missions, are considering missions, or serve God in the marketplace with a heart for God's kingdom, you're in the right place. Join us each week for inspiration, encouragement, resources, and so much more as we delight in the things that God is doing all around the world. All right, let's get started. I'm really happy to have Jordan Boom on the line with me today. While Jordan was on a short-term missions trip to Honduras, God began working on her heart. He's called her to take a year to go help at the Cornerstone Foundation, where she'll be working with Dr. Jeff McKinney and the rest of the team. As you may have gathered, though, she's currently in the U.S. raising support and will be heading out in just a couple of weeks. Okay, Jordan, I've given just a little introduction. Now, why don't you take a minute and tell us about yourself and the ministry? We'd like to get to know you personally. Like you just heard, my name is Jordan Boom, and I am 23 years old. In about two and a half weeks, I'm going to serve with the Cornerstone Foundation in Bafate, Honduras. The first and main area of Cornerstone's ministry is Hospital Loma de Luz. It is a mission hospital, and it serves the needs of the locals. They have an emergency room, wound clinic, dental clinic. Um, They have a pharmacy and much more. The hospital isn't there just to treat the patients, but ultimately to share the gospel and give people hope. When I was there on my one-week trip, I was able to witness a lot of what they do in the hospital, and it was really cool to see the nurses and the doctors praying with the patients and praying with them before surgeries and operations. The ministry also has um, different areas. They have a bilingual school for the local children and for children of the Hondurans that work at the hospital. They have a children's home, um, an agriculture ministry, and they have they have a lot of different areas of ministry there. It's pretty amazing how how many different areas of ministry that they have in this one place. Yeah, it sounds like what they have really is a, a ministry to the whole community. There is that is that an accurate assessment? Yes, that is awesome. Now, Jordan, now that we know you just a little bit, can you share with us a scripture that's really been meaningful to you, and then share with us how that has really helped shape your behavior? Yes, uh, there was a lot of scriptures that were sticking out to me when I came home. Almost every day, the scripture of the day was huge for me on my Bible app. So one that really stuck out to me was Romans 12, 1 through 2. It says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, 
his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So I was able to apply this to my life by when you when I came home and I knew that God had called me back to Honduras, I knew immediately I have to make some changes in my life. One of the first things that dawned on me was when you get called to the mission field, the first thing you are like saying to yourself is, I have to start serving. And it's it's natural because you know that you're going to be serving in another country that you need to really be serving at home more. And I've, I've already been plugged into the church as a youth leader, but I wanted to, I just, I knew that I needed to get out there and do more things. So I actually live at um, Weary Housing, which where our church has a lot of outreach at. So I, I started volunteering more and making sure I made it out to our weary work days um, with the kids from our church. Then um, the next part of that scripture goes into not conforming to the pattern of this world and being transformed by the renewing of your mind. So for that, I had to lay my desires and myself aside so that God could use me in ways of serving others. And every time that I've come home from a mission trip, I felt that normal feeling that people get of feeling refreshed and feeling closer to God. But this time it was a little bit different since I knew that this was going to be a full-time thing, that this was going to be something I'd really have to lay my life down for. Yeah. So since I've been renewed by, since I have been transformed by the renewing of my mind, it has been easier for me to seek God's will daily and not fall into temptation. Yeah, that's really powerful. Now, Jordan, we know a little bit about what's kind of the foundation for how you're living right now. And that kind of moves us to the next question. It can kind of seem like, um, you know, as we look at other people's lives, we kind of have the face, the Facebook effect that, you know, other people's lives are only amazing and that, you know, everything is a beautiful picture with a quote over the top of it. But we know that our lives aren't always puppies and kittens either. We know that there are challenges and struggles. As we get started in, in our interview, we'd like to know about one time when you encountered a significant challenge or maybe even a failure, maybe a time when your back was against the wall and you needed a breakthrough, maybe a time when you were praying for somebody else, just take us to that time so we can go there with you and as you were facing that and then paint us that picture of God's faithfulness. Yeah. Um, I haven't faced any major challenges yet since I've been home. Mm-hmm. Although I do have something that relates to what I just shared about Romans 12. Okay. When I got home from the trip and my mind was going through this renewal, it wasn't as if I was immediately transformed. Mm -hmm. I had to work at it every single day. Um, Daily, I had to focus on Jesus and work at becoming more like Him. This was very hard for me because I kept making mistakes. You know, we're humans, we're going to make mistakes. And whether it was just saying something mean to someone, slipping into gossip, letting my pride take over an argument, Mm -hmm. um, whatever it was, it made me feel bad and unworthy. And it was almost every day. I couldn't go a day without making a mistake, which, you know, we all make mistakes, but I was, I was, there was one day I was feeling really bad and like a total failure. Here I am trying to prepare for mission field, but I'm just making all these mistakes. I can't make it a day without saying something I shouldn't say. And I was just really hard on myself. So I opened up my uh, Jesus calling devotional, which I read every day. Um, by Sarah Young. And when I opened that up, it was in all caps. It said, don't be so hard on yourself. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay. And then I just kept reading. And um, there's a few lines I wanted to share from that. Okay. It's immediately after it said, don't be so hard on yourself. It says, I bring good even out of your mistakes. 
Your failures can be a source of blessing, humbling you, and giving you empathy for others and their weaknesses. Best of all, failure highlights your dependence on me. And that one was huge. Failure highlights our dependence on God. So that devotional reminded me that I will never be perfect and I will make mistakes. And it's okay because if I was perfect, then I wouldn't need Jesus. And since we have made mistakes, I haven't. I haven't been as hard on myself since I read that. Yeah. Um, you know, I pray for forgiveness and I learn from it. I move on. Um, I don't get so hung up on it. But as long as I'm learning from my mistakes, um, then I feel like I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. You know, what you were sharing reminded me of something that a couple of former guests shared with me. It would have been Temple and Brent Kundal. And they said that, you know, some of the counsel that they've received as they were raising funds from some older missionaries is just because you go on the mission field doesn't mean you become perfect. You'll still be you. And Mm -hmm. I think it's so easy for us to think that, you know, somebody somewhere else has it easier, if you will, when in all reality, they're just walking who they are and trusting God in the same way that you are. So that's really powerful. Thanks for sharing that. Now we're going to, now we're going to go ahead and move to the other end of the spectrum because just as we all have challenges, we also have those moments when God really shows us something. I call those moments of revelation. Can you share with us a time in your journey when that happened? Take us back to that moment and share with us the steps that you took to turn what God, to take what God showed you and to run with it. I think one of my major moments of revelation, um, had to do with when I came home and I was starting the fundraising process. Mm-hmm. When I was in Honduras and immediately when God calls you to missions, you think also of how am I going to raise the money? There's a lot of money involved. How am I going to raise the money? And from the get-go, I felt it in my heart and God was telling me, don't worry, I'm going to provide for you. Yeah. But naturally, you're still worrying and you're like, where am I going to get all this money from? How am I going to do this? So one of the things I was kind of worried about was um, being in debt, having credit card debt. And I was worried that I don't want to raise money and get monthly support from people that's going to go to my credit card debt. I'm like, that's, that doesn't feel right to me. Yeah. So I have a financial testimony from work that I wanted to share. So at work the last year, the last year, I haven't felt right about how much money I was making I actually felt like I was being underpaid, and I had mentioned something when I had gotten home from Honduras. I talked to my boss, and I was like, I'm about to go on a mission trip in about three months, and I I was asking him for a raise because I I was like, I'm about to go on a mission field. I need I only have three months to work, and I need to make more money. And, you know, he, he said, we're, we're going to look about at how much you make and see what we can do. Mm-hmm. About if I didn't hear much, I didn't hear anything back. And maybe about a month later, I got called in human resources office. And anytime that happens, you get a little nervous. Yeah. So I go in to sit there with my boss and my HR rep, and they said we've been looking at your file. And we noticed we made a mistake, and I'm just like, okay, like what is this mistake that you made? And they continued to talk and told me about how I was supposed to get a. Uh, a raise a year ago and that it was overlooked and I I was supposed to just be paid up to the to the maximum that I should be making and I'm sitting there wondering like what's happening right now and they're like well we're gonna start that now I'm like okay so I'm gonna get my raise now and I'll have three months and I'll have my raise 
and I'm not thinking about the past. I'm just thinking about, oh, I got that now. Then they they say, well, we're gonna we're gonna give you back pay for the last year, and that's two dollars an hour for the last year. And I was like, oh my goodness, I cannot believe that this is happening right now. So in that moment, I knew that that's God saying, hey, I've been making this like a savings account for you for the last year. And with that paycheck that I got a few weeks later, it took care of all my credit card debt. And I even had about $600 left over from it. And I was like, that was a huge testimony to God because it couldn't have been more perfect timing for me to get that right in that moment, to be able to pay off all my credit card debt before I started fundraising for my mission trip. Yeah, that's great. Now, Jordan, we're going to go ahead and move to the present day. We'd like to hear a little bit about going, what's going on in your life and the ministry. Maybe one thing that's really exciting you right now or something that you, you think you see coming in the future. I think one of the most exciting things for me right now is that when I go to Honduras, um, I don't fully know what all I will be doing. Mm-hmm. I do know that I will be working with video production and I'm going to be making promotional videos for them and training videos for the hospital that's there. But besides that, all the missionaries there have at least two or three jobs. They don't just work in one place. The doctor, like Dr. McKinney, he'll, he'll work in surgeries and then he'll, he'll go out and he does so many different things. And his wife will work in the hospital. She's also the children's, uh, the school director, and they'll lead worship on Thursday night or Bible study on Sunday. And it's just, these people don't just have one job. And they've already told me, when you come, we're going to find another place for you to work. So you'll have more than one task. And that's exciting for me because I'm not sure exactly what I'll be doing, whether I'm working in the hospital with administration or the school or um, helping out at the children's home. And I'm really excited about that because I'm going to see how God's going to stretch me in different areas and I want to be used and I want to help them. So that's what's really exciting for me is the unknown right now. Yeah. Now, Jordan, we know that not everybody is called to vocational ministry. Our audience is actually primarily made up of people who are in the U.S. or North America and who are operating in the marketplace. They might care about missions, but they really don't feel called to missions. What would you say to somebody who's called to the marketplace and they're starting to wonder if what they do really matters? Okay, there's a few different things I want to say about this. Yeah. The first thing is probably something that you hear often, and that is that every day is a mission. You don't have to go on a mission trip to share Jesus. You can do that anywhere. It can be done at work, a restaurant, the store, and so on. Um, The next thing I like to emphasize is that we live in the United States, and this country is full of nations. You can't go to the store without seeing people from different countries. And that's a way that I believe that you can share with the nations without even leaving the country. And the last thing I want to mention is that it is our actions, for me, in my opinion, that really share the truth of Jesus. First um, John three sixteen says, "This is how we know what love is." Jesus Christ laid down His life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. In my opinion, if you make it a daily goal to be an example of Jesus Christ and you love and serve others, then whatever you are doing matters to the kingdom. And with that, Jordan, we're going to go ahead and transition to the speed round. And this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us with your amazing answers. Does that sound like a plan? Okay. 
<laughs> now, I know that you're raising funds right now, so you're not currently on the mission field, but you're already getting started. So what's one thing you wish you would have known before you started? One thing for sure is I learned really quickly is that you can't be afraid to ask for help, that depending on your calling and when you have to leave, there's so much to be done before you leave. So don't put things off because you don't you don't have help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. People want to help, especially people that can't provide financially for you. There are ways for them to help you by running fundraisers and serving in different areas. And what's the best advice you've ever received? To this day, the one of the best words of advice I've ever been given is from Bruce, Pastor Bruce Coble, and that's to just be flexible. He preaches this on mission trips, and on my first mission trip to Zimbabwe, he said he he did a debriefing where it was all about be flexible, and we had really hard time traveling home, and it was just we got to really put that to life to be flexible, and I actually use it daily when I'm at work or when I'm just struggling and things aren't going the way I want them to. I just remember that you have to be flexible and things aren't always going to go the way that you want them to. Yeah, that can be a real challenge, can it? Yeah, I feel like flexibility is definitely key to the missionary way of life. Now, can you share with us one of your personal habits that you strongly believe contributes to your success? I think really just right now, anyways, is spending time in the Word daily and working on growing because every day that I spend time in the Word, there's almost everything I read I use the same day. And I think it's just crucial, especially if you're in the if you're in the mission field, to just spend time in the Word and use whatever you're reading that day. Okay. Do you have an internet resource that you use and could share with our listeners? Yeah, I actually, when I was trying to build a website, mm-hmm. I was looking at many different options, and I settled with Squarespace, which oh. I used to create and host my website. It costs about $9 a month, and I really like it because it's, it's it looks very clean and professional, but it was also pretty easy to put together. Yeah, I've heard really good things about Squarespace as well. I also I have MailingChimp set up through my website so I can send out emails to subscribers. And I haven't fully figured out how to use it yet, but I plan on doing that in the next week. And I also use just Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Okay. Well, you know, I'm, I'm actually a MailChimp user as well. So if you have questions, feel free to shoot me a, an email and I'll answer what I can because I've, I've been using it for probably three years now. Awesome. I will do that. Yeah. Now, what's one book that you'd recommend for our listeners? Uh, I have a pile of books that I have to go through right now, but one I highly recommend right now is uh, called The Purple Book, which is actually a workbook and a Bible study that reinforces the Christian foundation. I've been going through that to help me just, it keeps all all our principles of our foundation together. And if I have a question about something, I can just flip back to a page on whether it's salvation or communion, worship, uh, to answer any questions I might have. Okay. And you said that's a devotional and a workbook. Is that right? Um, it's like a workbook and a Bible study. Ah, okay. Very cool. Now we're going to go ahead and go a little bit deeper and we'll learn from your perspective and get some ministry advice from you. This is our chance to learn from your experiences. 
What's one thing that someone could do to start discipling and ministering the love of Christ to a neighbor or coworker whose heritage is from a different culture? I think it's encouraging to show interest in someone's culture. For one, I find it that most people enjoy sharing about their own culture with others. So simply asking and showing interest is always a nice gesture. Then finding ways that you can help serve them and show God's love to that person. Okay. And and Jordan, I know that you're living at Weary Housing right now, and I know that there are a lot of different cultures represented there. What's one way that you've been able to do this in, in that area? I think for one, um, going out on Weary Workday on the, it's the fourth Saturday of every month, when you're out there and you've, you've got a lot of teens and um, people of all ages out there serving, and I think that's just a testimony to the community because there's a, a lot of people spend time outside out there, whether they're sitting on their porch or working on their cars outside, so they can see the people out there working. And I think just getting your getting your um, your hands on something out there is a testimony itself because people visually see you out there working, and they probably know you're not getting paid to do what you are. Yeah. Okay. Now, the last one's a little bit tricky, so if you need to, you can take a minute to think about it. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning, it's your first day of ministry in a brand new country, and you don't know anybody yet. You still have your experience and your knowledge, uh, your food and shelter are covered, but the only additional resources you have right now are a laptop and $500 US. What do you do for the next seven days? Well, first I would pray and seek God's guidance daily. Then I would um, get out there and start looking for opportunities to serve it's important to watch and see how you can help others before you just start pushing your way in. Hmm. I would also observe and learn as much as I could about the culture, which could also be great use of the laptop. If if there was Wi-Fi or internet, being able to do some research about the culture and find out uh, the easiest ways to communicate with people. Jordan, you've shared some amazing stuff with us so far. Um, I appreciate especially the one of the last things that you just said about um, not just pushing your way in, but looking for how people are helping and serving. I think that's really critical uh, because I think as a culture, we uh, people from the U.S. tend to go in and think that we have the answers when we maybe don't even understand the problem. So I think you that was great that you shared that. Now, we're almost done. Could you share with us one last piece of advice and then the best way for someone to connect with you? Then we'll be saying goodbye. I would say to seek out ways that you could serve daily and be an example of Christ every single day. Uh, when you make a mistake, don't be so hard on yourself. Repent, pray for forgiveness, and bring your focus back to Jesus, really. The best way to connect with me would be to sign up for email subscriptions at my website, jordanboom.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, Instagram, or add me on Facebook. I'm pretty quick to respond to anything um, that's uh, social media-wise or on my computer emails. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty quick to get back in touch with people. Okay. And for those who are listening, we'll be sure to make sure to have all of that linked up in the show notes, which will be at engagingmissions.com slash Jordan Boom. Now, Jordan, thank you so much for being with us today. We really appreciate your time and your generosity. That's the end of our time with Jordan Boom. I'd like to say a huge thank you to her for making time to do this. We recorded this episode just a couple of weeks before she was leaving for Honduras. In fact, at the time that this goes live, it'll actually be just a couple of days out when she's heading out. So I really do appreciate her taking the time to do this. 
As I mentioned before, all of the show notes will be available at engagingmissions.com slash jordanboom or slash 23. That's where you'll find links to all of the resources that we've talked about, including Jordan's contact information, the resource she mentioned, the book that she mentioned, all of that stuff will be linked up right there. If you have any feedback about the show, I'd really love to hear from you. You can send that to feedback at engagingmissions.com. I really do appreciate the things that have been sent to me. Uh, In fact, just this week, Alan Smith sent me something that was really encouraging, and it was great to hear from him. Uh, If I've impacted you, I'd like to hear from you too. You know, whether it's something that you think is going right or something that you wish I would change, I'd really love to just hear from you. Even if you just want to drop me a line and say, hey, I listened to the show, that'd be great. It's been a couple of weeks since I've mentioned this, but uh, my friends Mike and Nacelle Preby over at Memory Peel are really doing some cool stuff to help people memorize scripture. If you haven't checked that out before, I'd recommend that you do that. You can go to engagingmissions.com slash memorypeel and go right there. And if you use the promo code ENGAGE when you check out, you'll get a special discount off your first order. Um, I also want to give myself a little bit of a shameless plug. Uh, Just last week, I published something that's gotten a little bit of traction. It's three things that I've learned in setting up 20 interviews. Uh, This is now episode 23, so I'm over 20 interviews. But uh, those three things have, have kind of resonated with people. And if you're interested in checking that out, it will be linked up in the show notes. Or you can go to engagingmissions.com slash three things. That's the number three and then things. Finally, if you do enjoy the show, it'd be great if you'd subscribe in iTunes. Uh, Not only will you make sure that you don't miss any of the episodes, but it also does help our ratings in, in iTunes. That helps other people find the show. Another thing that really helps is if you would stop by and leave us a rating and a review. Um, if you really enjoy the show, I'd love to get a five-star rating from you, but also those reviews are really important. Not only do they help our ratings, but they also help me understand whether or not I'm connecting with you and what you're getting out of the show. If you've never done that before, it's really not that hard. In fact, I've got a really short video up at engagingmissions.com slash iTunes that shows you everything that you need to know to subscribe and leave a rating and review in iTunes. And I've got a handy link that'll take you right there. So if you stop by engagingmissions.com slash iTunes, that'll take you right to where you need to go. This has been the Engaging Missions Radio Show. Thanks so much for listening. May God richly bless you. We'll see you next week.